Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing tonight, today, this afternoon? It's a great, wonderful, beautiful day in the great state of Wisconsin. A little snow, which is nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this has had to be one of the most craziest years we've ever experienced. A pandemic, an election, all wrapped up into one. This is why I love politics. This year right here is why I started this podcast. I started it because I wanted to be at the forefront of things that were going on. And I caught the wave just in time. Ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, please listen to my friends, the girl, the gov, the podcast, Car Chronicles 313. Give them a play. They're putting out good content. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a phone call made at approximately 11.13 p.m. The President of the United States calls the governor of Arkansas, and he concedes. The year is 1992. George H.W. Bush has lost re-election to the White House. We've just elected Bill Clinton, the governor of Arkansas, to the White House. Can you imagine that phone call? Can you imagine being vice president for eight years, president for four, and knowing that it's all over? That you lost your re-election bid to hold the highest office in the land. The one thing about Bush that was so amazing, he accepted his defeat. He knew that the presidency was bigger than him. He respected the process. You know, the media called the election at 11 o'clock. The one thing my, me and my friend, we talked about, because he, he listened to the last episode, he said, you know, Mark, we never questioned the media projecting a presidential candidate until now. And I said, you're right. We never have questioned the media calling the election. Why now? Is it because it's Trump? Is it because we don't trust the media? Ladies and gentlemen, we had a fair a fair election. The D, the Department of Homeland Security said, the DHS, this is the most secure election they've ever seen. Nothing went wrong. And these are coming from Trump's people. And for him not to accept the fate of the election, it just boggles my mind. And for his supporters to not accept the fate of the election, it boggles my mind. These are the same people who would be telling you that if Joe Biden had lost and Joe Biden was pulling what Trump is pulling, would be saying, you know, he lost, he needs to accept it. I agree, I'd be saying the same thing. He lost, he needs to accept it.
But guess what? Joe Biden won. Trump lost. Denial. Acceptance. The presidency is not bigger than one man. Those have been the stories I've been trying to paint. This podcast I did not want to make because I felt like we should move on, but I feel like I have to make this one too. Why do we doubt the media? All they do is project who wins. On election night, they look at a state. They look at counties where Democrats vote. They look at counties where Republicans vote. And as the vote comes in, they look to see where the vote is coming in strongest. And that's how they make projections. I knew Georgia was going to go blue. I, I had a sense before the election. You might ask why. I would say, well, look at the, the last governor's race. Don't piss off a black woman. A woman's wrath is hard to, ooh, it's hard to overcome. Ladies and gentlemen, have we ever questioned the media before? We have not. We have not questioned the media. We've accepted it. My friend told me he did not like what happened in 2016, but guess what? He accepted it. Donald Trump was his president. He accepted it. He didn't call it into question. He accepted it. But this year, all of a sudden, we have to accept it because what? Trump can't accept it? We're setting a dangerous precedent, a dangerous one. Let's say in four years, Joe Biden loses to Ted Cruz. And all of a sudden, the left can't accept that. What's the right going to say? Oh, you've got to accept it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't accept it in, in 2020, but now you're telling us we need to accept it now? You didn't even want to call the man presidential, president, president-elect. Joe Biden won the presidency, not no one else. We've never questioned the media, so why now? This was a fair election. Don't get me wrong, Donald Trump, he rallied his base. But he also rallied the other base, too. I've said this, I think I said this the last episode, to call into question this election would also call into question how the Republicans won, picked up seats in the House, beat back Democrats in the Senate. We'd have to call all that into question. But people are not wanting to. They're, they're, they're scratching their head. And you know why? People did not want to give the Democrats the store, but they didn't like Donald Trump. They were tired of him. They wanted something new. They wanted, as people have said, they wanted boring. Joe Biden is the most boringest man on the face of the earth. But guess what? He held a steady hand. If you look, at last year, why did Donald Trump call Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? Joe Biden was getting his ass whooped. Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. He was a dead man walking by the time he got to South Carolina. Why did Donald Trump pick Joe Biden? 
Why not Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren? Know why? Because he do. Joe Biden could appeal to the middle, the independents, the suburbs. He wasn't radical. I would tell all my 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 far left friends, this election proved to me that Bernie signed the pan- Bernie Sanders would have got killed. And you say, well, he would have. What's coming out? The Democrats lost this election because they fund the police, Medicare for all. They did not want to give the left the store. They did not trust them. Hell, I didn't trust them. The Democrats would have overreached so far, it wouldn't have been funny. And what would have happened in 2022? We would have been swung so far right, it would have been funny. But if the Democrats, by some chance, are able, able to win the Senate, they'll overreach to a point. They can't re- overreach that far because they won't have enough seats. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is your soon-to-be president. He is the president-elect. What's killing me is how Republicans who are looking at 2024 are scared to speak out. Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, even DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida, Nikki Haley, just Har- Josh Harley, Ben Stas, Rick Scott. They won't say a thing. But my question to you is, how can you stand up to world leaders if you can't stand up to Donald Trump? Ladies and gentlemen, the man lost. You shouldn't have to be afraid of him because if it was me and I was a Republican senator, I would say, I want to congratulate the president-elect on a well-earned fight. And when Donald Trump said something to me, I'd push back. The man lost in 69 days. He will be out of a job. He has no more power. But for a party that still kowtows to this man boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. He lost. How can you stand up to Putin? Erdogan. Kim. How can you stand up to these leaders if you can't stand up to Donald Trump? Ladies and gentlemen, What are we doing? The, is, is Donald Trump that fragile? We, we have to coddle him? You're the president of the United States. When you die, it'll be a holiday. Flags will be at half staff. You get perks now that none of us do. And you're crying because you lost the presidency of the United States? You know what? You lost the presidency on January 
2017. You didn't broaden your base. You only spoke to them. And now you wonder why you lost? Donald, you lost because you didn't go to the center. You were running a 2016 campaign in 2020. That wasn't going to get you a second term. You came close. 72 million votes is nothing to sniff at. But guess what? Joe Biden got 78 million. You two got the most votes of any presidential candidate in history. That should be applauded. But it's time to move on. The one thing that I've always thought was stupid when people would say, not my president. People were saying that in 2016, not my president, not my president. And I thought, how stupid is that? He is your president. You don't have to like who the president is. And trust me, I met many people who didn't like Bush. I had many friends who couldn't stand Obama. Hell, when I was little, I met many people who didn't like Clinton. But guess what? They accepted him as their president. We have never in my lifetime doubted the media when they make projections. Hell, they don't call an election, they make projections. December 8, states ratify. And by the 5th of January, the new house certifies. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is the president-elect. And for all my Trump supporters, I feel your pain. I know where you're coming from. Donald Trump was bigger than life. Donald Trump, in my mind, I said, was almost like close to Reagan. Trumpism will live on a long time. Trump did things that most people talk about but don't do. He's bent the party to his own will. And if you Push back, I will say, look, now they are still bit. But to not accept the consequences, the fate that you lost an election, to me, is sad. You lived a good life. You fought a hard fought fight. But you came up short. Be strong for your supporters. Be strong for your family. People right now, Donald, are looking to you for leadership. For leadership. Today you came out and you almost said it. You almost said it and then you backed off. Your legal challenges, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, are all getting thrown out. Hell, you could almost say the the Secretary of State of Georgia is shocked that, that Joe Biden won the election, that he's trying to rig it. And that's true. It seems like he's going to hold a hand recount. But guess what? That won't reverse what has happened. You lost the election. You are the president for 69 
more days. You will go down, like I said last podcast, in the history books. When you die, you'll have a funeral. People will come from miles around to pay their respects. You get Secret Service protection for your whole entire life. We have to accept the consequences of this election. Otherwise, we're doomed. We are so doomed. This is what democracy is for. The peaceful transfer of power. Think about it. Do you think George H.W. Bush thought he was going to lose? How do you think it made him feel to have to make that phone call? To know at the time he was going to be the 10th person to fall short of a re-election. It's not easy losing. No one likes to lose, but it's how you accept it. Donald, right now your supporters need that concession speech to give them some peace of fucking mind. The media has never lied to us before. We've always accepted the consequences. That's what this country does. My buddy didn't like it when Hillary lost in 2016, but he accepted it. He grew from it. He started to question everything about his political standing and what he believed. And he said, you know what, Mark? It made me a better person because I said what Donald Trump was doing, if it was Obama, would I be saying the same thing? Would I be defending him? And he said, yes, I would be. And he started to really question his party alliance. And he shifted more to the center. He, he became a little less blue and a little more purple. Ladies and gentlemen, our leaders are only in power for a short period of time. But when their time is up, we have to accept it. We have an election every four years. And when it's done, it's done. Joe Biden will have to prove himself to us. And if we don't like the outcome, guess what? We'll vote him out in 2024. Politics is the mindset of two men going in an arena. And instead of fighting with their hands, they fight with their words. Build back better. Make America great again. At the end of the day, America decided to build back better. They wanted America. They, they looked at both men and they wanted a different kind of America. My question to you tonight is what kind of America do you want? Do you want to live in an America where we can't accept what we've always accepted? The media calls a projection. The race is over. The, the winning candidate has two... 170 votes. 
Or do you want to live an election where, or do you want to live in a country where it's so hard for us to move on? So hard for us to accept what we can't accept. I don't. I want to live in a country that I've lived in my whole entire life. Joe Biden won the election. The media waited for all votes to come in. And on Saturday, they called it. He became our president. He achieved 270 votes by that day. The biggest question me and my friend we talk about is, what's going to happen to MAGA Nation? And I said, what do you mean? He said, what What do you think is going to happen? I thought about it and I scratched my head and I said, you know what? I think as time goes on, MAGA Nation will start to fade. I think the fire will still be there as it fades in those people. But I think you'll go little by little by little. We'll lose it. I think the person running for the White House in 2024, be it Trump or be it someone else, if not Trump, I see a Republican candidate doing their best to try to be Trump. But I also feel like they'll come up short. Now, I'm not saying Joe Biden will win re-election. But if you don't elect someone that can rally that base up and bring them back from the dead, and it has to be somebody that they trust and they don't see as an imposter. And many people have said, and I do agree, I think Nick, Nikki Haley comes off as somebody who's not authentic. Marco Rubio, not authentic. It has to be somebody they can look and they can truly believe in. And I don't even think Don Jr. can be that role. I think he comes. I think he's what his he's Donald Trump light, Don Jr. He's not his dad. He doesn't have the bravado. But I think MAGA Nation. I think after January, I think next year you'll start to see them. You know, they're holding a rally this Saturday. But I, I, I think as time winds on, it will slowly start to fade and fade and fade. They'll still, they'll still be there. There'll be some rumblings. Uh, I think Trump will give a rally once he leaves office. Rally here, rally there. But I think those will even stop. I, I honestly don't think Trump runs in 2024. I just think that he tries to, he pulls a Sarah Palin. He leaves it out there. And then when it comes time to pull the trigger, he doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't think he enjoyed being president, but he was. I honestly think Mega Nation, I just think it fades out. I think it's a movement. But I think it's a movement that needs, that won't have a leader soon. And I think it's going to be hard for anybody to fill those shoes. 
or who would want to fill those shoes. I feel for them. I do. I mean, think about Obama, think about Bush, think about Clinton. Think about every single person that's held the office. No one has had a movement more than Trump. You see the flags, you see, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a rock band. And for your leader to fall apart, I feel your pain because you, you don't know which way to go. You bought it to this mindset of a winner and we can win. And the winning has stopped. Joe Biden won, not Trump. And I feel like Mega Nation, after January 20th, won't know what to do. That's why they're having a hard time accepting the fate of Joe Biden. They're listening to Trump. But guess what? Joe Biden won. I mean, I, I've asked my Trump supporter friends, and I've asked them, I said, now, these are hardcore people. I said, what do you think it was that ended his president, that killed him? And they looked at me and they thought, and they said the tweeting. They said, had he just stopped the tweeting, he could have won. I agreed. I think it was more stuff to that. And I, and I, but I agree on that aspect, the tweeting. I honestly believe COVID doesn't happen. Last six months of the election, he tightens up, he firms a message, and he starts acting presidential. Guess what? He wins re-election. I just don't think Joe Biden had what it took to beat Joe Biden. You know, I listened to a lot of talk radio, and someone called in the other day, and they basically said, I don't believe Joe Biden won because of the crowds that Trump was getting. And I've always said, because I've heard this before, Mitt Romney bought in to his own hype. He bought into his crowds. He didn't even write a concession speech. It's not about crowd size. It's about passion. Trump's people had passion. But the other side had more passion. Donald Trump was on his deathbed and he came out, came out, and he beat back the blue fucking wave. I feel for Mega Nation. I do. Your leader is gone. You don't know what to do. Here's how you start to heal. You accept the new reality. You breathe in and breathe out and you slowly, slowly make your way in this world. And in four years, if Donald Trump does not 
run again. Look for the best candidate on the right side. Who is authentic? Who can save this country from the radical left? That's what you have to do. It's like a death. We had a death Tuesday, and Joe and and Donald Trump died. The movement died. He died. This is the new normal. January 20th starts the new normal. The media has called the death. They called it Friday. Time of death. One o'clock. Eastern time, Standard Time. When has the media ever gotten it wrong? When have we not accepted the fate and consequences? Not my president is the most stupidest thing on the first of the earth. To start to heal, we have to accept the fate of what happened. That is the only way. I feel your pain. I do. A good man lost Tuesday. Promises made, promises kept. But we shouldn't let that hold us back. Ladies and gentlemen, the only way we can overcome this is we got to come together. Please come together with me. Please, in the second half, let's talk more. But come together with me now. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Not my president. Not my president. When have we ever called into question a media projection? We never have, we never will, until now. It's just been a given. Election night, it comes, it goes. But a call in the question. This is why in 1776, when the Continental Congress met, they came up with the Electoral College. Because they had a mindset. They had a mindset that the will of the people should not be trusted. And we have to have our electors vote for the president. And at the same time, it would force, it basically at the same time would give small states and put them on equal footing just like the big states. And this whole process, the way it's played out, has made me think of that time period and know why the Electoral College is in place. There's talk right now, since Trump is losing these these lawsuits, of going to state legislators and saying, overturn the will of the people. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if states did this? 
I've always joked to my friends and said, when you see me in Canada, that's when you know you should go to. It was always a joke. I never took it seriously, but now that joke hits my mind at least once a day today. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to like what happened this election. You don't even have to respect it. But the will of the people to overturn that because you feel that they made the wrong choice? People could say that in 2016. People could say that in 08, 12, 04, 2000, 96, 92, but they haven't. The Continental Congress said we can't trust the will of the people and we have to have this Congress, this, this electoral college. They've always voted the will of their state. Georgia will vote the will of the state by electing Joe Biden. Pennsylvania will vote the will of their state by electing Joe Biden. Arizona, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington, Wisconsin, Michigan will vote the will of their state and vote Joe Biden. Florida, North Carolina, Iowa, India, North and South Dakota will vote the will of their state and vote Donald J. Trump. But to overturn an election, to try in the courts and lose, and then go to the electors and change them, you are truly asking for a civil war. This is this would make it. This is no longer democracy. This is a a dictatorship. You're becoming an autocrat. The will of the people have spoken. To my faithless electors who are sitting there right now and getting squeamish and saying to yourself, the people have made a mistake and Donald Trump should be president? He had a fair election. He made his case to the American people. But guess what? It wasn't strong enough. He could not overturn the tide. Ladies and gentlemen, if we if we want to call into question this past election, we got to call into why the Democrats all didn't win the House by more seats. We got to call into question the Senate. We got to call into question the whole fucking election, not just at the top. Half of me says one thing. Let's ha- let's just do it all over again. Hell. 
if we don't like the consequences of what happened, let's have another election. Let's, let's vote again. This time we'll truly see the people have spoken. And if state legislators get squeamish and they say the Continental Congress, they were right, the people do not know what they're talking about and they should not elect the president. We should, and Donald Trump is the rightful heir to the throne. You would not be knowing what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this is a scenario that's being floated out there. And it's scary. Scary to the point that you could see a civil war that the last president of the United States would be Donald Trump, and we would never, never have another election. We would be ceding power to the, this country to Donald J. Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Where's the GOP? I can't see them. Where are they? They cower to a man who's lost an election. And he'll be out of power in 69 days. Oh, I forgot. You need his support. You need his support for those two Senate seats in Georgia. I hear you. I understand you. But guess what? Grow a fucking backbone. Those two Senate seats will be won and lost, not on Donald Trump, but on turnout. Do they come out because they're more pissed the fuck off because their leader is lost? Or do they cower and sit at home and just accept the fate of the election? The Electoral College was put in place to put small states on equal footing with big states. It is a process. When you start reading about it, it goes over your fucking head. It is so fucking complicated. But it is what we have and we should respect it. Can you imagine had Donald Trump won the popular vote but lost the Electoral College? He would be the, pre the, the president, the chosen one, to have the Republican Party change it. Change it. They would. He would get them to change it. I don't think you should change the Electoral College. I'm not calling for that. I respect it. It's in place for a reason. But I'm scared that people in the Electoral College might want to change their vote because they feel Donald Trump got screwed, and he didn't. He fought a good fight, and we have to respect it. What scares me is 
Where's the Republican Party? Where are they? Where is where are the party of Lincoln? They're nowhere to be found. They're quiet. They sit on their couch. They sit in their office and they cower. Donald Trump lost the election. And we have to respect it. For the last four years, he spent like crazy. He spent like crazy and you allowed him to. It is time for the Republican Party to return to their core fucking roots. Fiscal responsibility. Small government. Security protection. Donald Trump lost on a question of people who care about me. The Republican Party has to find its way. And you might say, well, Mark, we expanded. Yes, you did, but you didn't expand. Donald Trump expanded on those bases. You have to go back to the drawing board and find out why there really wasn't a red wave. Why did Donald Trump not win? Just because you're unlike, but there's a red wave, that, that should pull you over the fucking finish line. The Republican Party has to find its way. Find its voice. Next four years and push back on every policy they feel is wrong that is soon to be pushed down their throat. You're going to have to answer the hard questions of why you allowed... <laughs> You're going to have to answer the fucking hard questions of why you allowed Trump to do the things he did, but now you're calling into question Joe Biden doing those same fucking things. You allowed Trump to expand the presidency. Now you have to be willing to accept the fate and the consequences that you allowed. You allowed Donald Trump to deny Congress on every fucking thing they asked for. Now you have to be willing to accept the consequences. Everything that you allowed Trump to do, the new president can do it too. Because you set a precedent that can't be reversed. And if it is reversed, you're talking about being a hypocrite. Trust me, where is your spine? You're going to have to find it again. You're the party of Lincoln. The party of Reagan. Yet you sat back on your fucking heels and you let Trump ride the fucking show. The GOP. You don't even look like yourself anymore. You look like a party in disarray trying to find its, its way. 
Your way is deeped in to your policies. When you take the platform of what the GOP stands for, it's appealing. Small government, family values, fiscal responsibility. Very appealing. But when you allow the GOP to carry that, but do the crazy shit they did for the last four years, it scares people the fuck off. Let this be the start of a GOP ready to come back from the dead. Let this be the GOP ready to come back from the dead. Donald Trump is gone. Donald Trump is gone. And you have to now find your way. It won't be easy. You'll be tough. But it's the only fucking way to do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please. I looked for the GOP. I wondered where the GOP was, but I could not find them. A question that keeps coming up to me that me and my friend talk about. How is the media going to get back its credibility? And I said, what do you mean? He said, how is the media going to get back its credibility? And I said, what do you mean? He said, think about it. People right now do not trust the media to the point that the media has made a projection and they don't trust that projection. I said, well, for the media to get back its credibility, they have to do a few things. They have to take their bias out of any reporting. They have to truly report the news. You could almost say that they have to come out and write op-eds where they confess and say, for the last four years, I let my hate get in the way of my job and my reporting. And for that, I'm sorry. But for the next four years, I will strictly do my job and report the news. That's all they have to do. That is all they have to do, in my eyes. Report the news. Take your personal feeling and animus out of it. That's what people want to know and find out. 
Walter Cronkite reported the news every single night, and he didn't use his his personal opinion. People didn't know if he was a Democrat or Republican. He just reported the news. We have to get back to that. The question is, will we? Can we? I don't know. But we have to. Otherwise, people will not trust the media ever again. The media brought this on themselves. And me and my friend, we talk about this, and I say, you know, when Donald Trump came out hard against the media, and he started calling them fake news, and he started calling to question their job, think about it. You do your job every day. You do it to the best of your ability. But can you imagine, can you imagine someone coming to your job and saying, you're doing a crappy job, it's fake, and all this? You'd have no business. You'd have no choice but to question that person. You'd have no question. What I'm trying to say, I'm saying this. You would do everything in your power to make sure that person lost. You would write article after article after article after article about this person truly calling into question this person. And this is what the media did the last four years. They got ticked at Donald Trump. And so every time they sat down to write a report, it was skewed at that hate. And instead of just reporting the facts, they couldn't. They let their animus and their hatred get in the way to a point where people right now are calling into question if the media is even correct on the election. The media can get its credibility back, but they have to report the news fairly. They have to start doing their job. They need to take their their personal belief and feelings out of it. Allow the media to be the media. If you do these things, you can get your credibility back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening this week. This is, like I said, this has been a very contentious week. Not my president. He is. Like I said, we've never called in a question in an election before. Why call into it now? We've always respected the outcome of an election. But that's what we do. What boggles my mind is that is that we're willing to accept a man-child struggle because no one liked him. No one cared about him. 
that he lost an election that he felt he should have won. It is time for the peaceful transfer of power. It is time for the GOP to recognize President-elect Joe Biden. America had a fair election. And the outcome couldn't have been more than clear. They decided to build back better. And in building back better, they want a country they felt was lost. They want to find it again. These aren't hard tasks. These are easy tasks. But these are the tasks that we've been tasked with. Can you believe that Donald Trump won't even allow Joe Biden, won't even allow Joe Biden <laughs> to get intel briefs? Well, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden has been in public service for 47 years. So in a sense, he kind of knows what he's talking about. He kind of has a sense of government. He kind of understands the threat that's facing this country, but the man still needs to be treated and be given every single opportunity to make sure that he is ready on day one. That's how we do this in this country. The peaceful transfer of power. George H.W. Bush did not want to lose, but he lost and he accepted his fate. He wrote a note where he said, when I leave the White House, you won't hear anything from me. You are our president now, and me and Barbara are paying, praying for your success. George W. Bush told his team, he said, we will have a better transition than I did. He gave Obama everything he needed to succeed as he assumed the chair. Ladies and gentlemen, becoming president, even if you've been in government forever, and you're probably more prepared for the job since, since Richard Nixon, you still need to know what is going on now. Now. A peaceful transfer of power is what we need. I would tell Donald Trump right now to get out of your feelings, accept the will of the people, and think about your legacy. Historians will write books about this time period. 
And it won't be flattering to people who don't know you yet. They will wonder why you couldn't accept defeat. It will go deep into maybe something that happened in your childhood that is coming out now. Like I said, the presidency is bigger than anyone. And we have to respect it. Acceptance is the key to getting over an election loss. Denying what happened just makes you a sore loser. Nobody likes to lose. Everybody likes to win. But we... (laughs) Nobody likes to lose. Everyone likes to win. But when it happens, we slowly get over it. So right now, everyone's saying the election's not over. The media does not decide elections. You're right. The media just simply projects the will of the people, projects elections. The Electoral College does. We have to respect the will of the people. We have to respect the will of the people. We've never questioned the media before. And why should we do it now? Is it to appease one man? Or is it to appease our own fragile ego? It hurts, and it's probably going to hurt for some time. But in the end, when it's all said and done, we will get over it. We will learn from it. We'll respect it. But if we don't do it now, we're setting a dangerous precedent that we won't be able to turn back from. Donald J. Trump might be our only... (laughs) He could possibly be our last president if we allow what people are saying. So as we sit here today, think about that. We've never called into question what the media has done. We just accept the outcome. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's been a pleasure. Listen to my friends, the girl, the gov, the podcast, Twistic Logic podcast, Car Chronicles 313. They're also putting out great things. Except the consequences. The media has never lied to us before. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. It's been a pleasure. It has been. Thank you.